0: uncensored unapologetic this is the crime show hey good afternoon everybody actually it's uh 8:56 this evening um i'm uh sorry that this is coming so late in uh the day and this is not uh as i say on a uh, Wednesday but you know uh hearing my voice, even if it is a little hoarse, so I pardon, <coughs> that I probably will be, uh, check, clearing, or checking my throat a lot tonight, I don't know, I just, I'm really, I'm really hating the, uh, sound that, that my voice is making tonight, um, but I will do my best like I always do, and, you know, I guess, do your best, is I guess, is that all you can ask for nowadays, is to do your best, I would maybe even argue that, you know, you don't even have to, uh, do your best, and, you know, I've already rambled on for, you know, a good minute here, and, you know, one of my uh, roommates said my uh, intro last week was too, uh, quote-unquote, too, um, what's the word, I, I guess, repulsive, maybe, is the word, um and it, and it was too, uh, I guess, too, too uh, forced, and so, you know, I'm trying to mix it up, you know, trying to get that, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to, uh, like, Rush Limbaugh or anybody, but again, that, uh, you know, fire intro out, and, you know, they usually don't waste a minute 30, like I said, talking about it. But, anyway, we are going to get right into uh, what I kind of wanted to talk about tonight, which is the uh, Indiana Red for Ed, uh, I'm going to say protest, and I say protest uh, in a in a positive turn. not that protesting is necessarily bad but I think a lot of times nowadays it can be kind of given uh, be given some negative uh, attention uh, on the right um, which I mean uh, you guys all know I kind of tend to be on the right for most things but anyway we're gonna hop right in right about now all right so for those of you who do not know Tuesday November uh, 19th uh, Indiana teachers across the uh, State And I guess, you know, people all over the U.S. Uh, showed support for the Red for Ed movement, ultimately cultivating into a uh, protest down at the uh, Indiana State House down in Indianapolis on Tuesday morning to early afternoon. And so I'm going to start off by reading a uh, article from uh, USA Today titled Half of Indiana School Districts Close, Thousands of Teachers Demand Better Pay on Red for Ed Action Day. Uh, Posted on uh, November 19th, 2019. So in quotes, more than 15,000 people were expected to flood downtown Indianapolis on Tuesday for what could be the largest Indiana State House rally in more than 20 years. The Red for Ed Action Day organized by the Indiana State Teachers Association and other labor groups was expected to include educators from every corner of the state showing up as lawmakers returned to kick off the 2020 legislative session. By seven thirty AM, a small corpse of was drumming on buckets in front of the State House's main entrance, and the South Lawn was dotted with teachers and their supporters, all decked out in red. By nine AM the entire South Lawn was full of full and crowds wrapped around the building. A marching band took up residence on the steps, whipping the crowd into a frenzy. So why are they marching? Teacher pay driving thousands. Keith Gamble, ISTA president, said teachers were there to demand bold action from lawmakers. If lawmakers don't take action, there's an election in November, he said. The crowd, already thousands of teachers strong, erupted into a chant of, we will vote, chants of, we will vote you out of here. Followed. Uh, Chastin Buttigieg, uh, uh, who is married to South Bend, Indiana mayor, and Democratic presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg, uh, tweeted support for the rally. Um, All public schools teachers deserve a competitive and livable wage as well as the necessary resources to make sure their students thrive. As a Hoosier and an educator, I am proud to stand with our teachers today. It is time to hashtag fund our future and give them a raise. Hashtag Red for Ed. So, uh, kind of continuing on with the uh, story, uh, after brief remarks on the steps of the state house, demonstrators marched around the Indiana Government Center carrying signs saying, "We expect respect. We expect respect, and keep great teachers in Indiana." At least one passerby showed support, holding out of holding out of a car window a sign that said, "We support you, parents." Others honked as they drove by, and the crowds cheered red for Ed. Inside the statehouse, Indiana State Superintendent of Public Instruction, Jennifer McCormick, received a standing ovation from teachers, seated in chairs on the floor, and crowding around the balconies. McCormick, a Republican surrounded by Democrats on stage, surprised many in October 2018 when she announced she would not seek a second term. She will be the last to hold the position, which will be eliminated in favor of a governor-appointed Secretary of Education in 2021. Randy Weingarten, the president of the American Federation of Teachers, received a rock star's welcome, with teachers lining up to take selfies with her. And when she took the stage, the crowd erupted. Teachers want what children need, and we will fight to get it, Weingarten said, receiving chants of Randy, Randy, Randy. Uh, Going on, Governor Holcomb released a statement, we're here to send a message to the governor that we won't put up with it anymore said brett vu president of the indiana afl cio but governor eric holcomb wasn't there he is at the republican governor's associated association meeting in florida according to holcomb's office the event has been on his schedule since last year holcomb is the organization's public policy chairman today is a great opportunity for educators families and community members to express their voice at the people's house he said in a statement released tuesday afternoon I remain committed to finding long-term sustainable solutions to increase teacher compensation. Earlier this year, Holcomb created a commission to study Indiana's teacher pay problem and look for solutions. It's expected to make recommendations to the General Assembly ahead of the 2021 budget writing session. As we continue to seek systematic improvements, it's essential we retain and attract great teachers to ensure queues students, Receive the best education our state can offer," Holcomb said. Uh, and we will end the uh, USA Today article right there. Now we will be jumping to a article from the IndieChannel.com, which uh, the Indie Channel uh, in- interviewed quite a few uh, participants in the um, the protest uh, earlier in the day, and so. <sighs> I just kind of wanted to play a few just to kind of see, you know, what what personally to some teachers is is the reason why they are uh, protesting. And so this is coming from a a teacher in Jennings County, Indiana.
1: So before I show the shirt, I got to read the shirt. So Jason, you show these teachers. Let me see what it says first. Okay, we can read the shirt now. Uh, yes, so often when we see a shirt, you have to be very careful what we show. But I want to show you what this says. I'm going to try to read it, presuming that I didn't go to school. But it says, if you keep hurting education, more shirts will look like this. Red for red, and so obviously this is a, a play on words. And you want to send a real message, which is obviously education matters. And without teachers to teach us all the fundamentals, we could end up with a lot of misspellings, right? Absolutely. It's a very important cause that we're out here for, and a sport and enjoy that everybody out here is with us and showing that the state, showing the state, um, that we're not going to take this anymore. And sir, give me your first name and what school corporation are you with? At least the city. Uh, my first name is Ian, and I'm with North Gibson School Corporation. And obviously, all of North Gibson is here with you today. Uh, for you as as an educator, what do you want the legislature to do? I don't want to know what all these people care about what do you care about I care about that they put their priorities where they need to be and give teachers what they deserve what do you deserve what do you need We deserve more funding smaller classroom sizes um, teacher pay increases and an overall better quality of life for teachers and educators what what led you to come up with the shirt did you I did not come up with this I found this and decided that this was the best thing to represent me in the way I feel. And so that's what I'm asking. So when you were deciding how you were going to portray a message, because this is a powerful message, obviously, Absolutely. without having teachers with the fundamentals, we could all end up having misspellings. Why did you think this is the best way for me to communicate that message today? Because it shows that education is important, and if we don't put that priority there, we're all going to end up with misspellings everywhere. And obviously, that would not be a good thing. No, sir. North Gibson in the house. Thank you so much. As we continue.
0: So that ended uh, that man's um, interview. There are maybe one more that I'd like to show. Uh, Oh, this one actually from uh, Elkhart, Indiana, uh, from the Concord School District, which I assume will be. Mentioned in the video, actually, I guess I know because I have listened to this already, um, and I think these these kind of show more so than what these show personally what teachers are pushing for. Not not only for you know the ISTA, which is the uh, you know like I said previously, the the organization that kind of sponsored this and the and is the reason why uh, all of these people were able to gather. Um, but, but what individual teachers from, from around the school or uh, from around the school, from around the state uh, kind of want and, you know, we'll get into it a little bit, you know, and say they say they, they uh, deserve a need. And, you know, because I mean, it, it's it can be quite diverse, just like in the United States, somewhere uh, in California, you could be needing this. But in uh, North Dakota or say, you know, New York City, you could be, so let's say, needing something else. So we will get right into uh, an interview from Elkhart, Indiana.
1: Your sign reads, it's simple math, schools, modest Funding, equals failing our kids, then hashtag Red for Ed. Map your first name, and what school district are you representing today? Uh, my
2: name's Molly, I teach at Concord, junior high school.
1: And Concord up north? Yes, in Elkhart, Indiana. Elkhart, Indiana. What brings you today, ma'am?
2: Um, our schools are needing more funding, uh, charter schools Can don't... I interrupt you? Yes. I
1: get that part, but yes. you're the teacher. Yes. What are you seeing? What do you need? I get, I get school districts need stuff, but what do you need today and what is now being seen?
2: We need the support that we need in the classrooms to help our students who are struggling to get where they need to be and they're being tested teach? i teach math
1: okay so math yes what do you need in math
2: what? we need more manipulatives more time in the classroom our we got 47 minutes to try to teach all of these standards and there's tons of standards to teach them um and just keeping up with it and all the high demands where we can't just enrich them with everyday life things it has to be you have to teach this this and this and this way instead of just teaching and loving the kids the way it
1: should be. Can I ask you a question? What did it take for you to come out today? Did you say, I'm going to drive two and a half hours to Indianapolis and I'm going to protest? Or Did you have to think about this? I mean, what... No, as
2: soon as I heard of it, I was like, I'm going. You're going? Yes, my husband stayed home with my kid and we got a bus and came on down. And it was about three, four hours, three
1: hours yeah. out. Well, ma'am, I thank you so much. Best of oh, luck to you. you.
0: Sorry for the, uh, noise probably as I get my headset back on, uh, my head. So kind of getting into more of, uh, the specifics of what, you know, the ISTA is, uh, kind of pushing for, uh, the, uh, Indiana state legislator. You heard a a big thing that, uh, they they are protesting for is teacher pay. And I think it's something to point out that, uh, they're using the, the notion uh, which is correct that over the last fifty years, I believe Indiana, including Washington D.C., is the fifty-first uh, spot as far as the smallest percentage of wage growth in uh, teachers' salaries over that fifty years. If that makes sense, so it's maybe not specifically higher wages, but the the frustration is really there for because there hasn't been that pay. Uh, pay increase like what like what everyone else is you know where indiana is towards the middle of the pack for uh average teacher i do believe indiana's average starting salary is just right around the average uh nationally um but y- you know a big a big concern that that a lot of uh people not in not only in these two interviews but uh, a lot of these interviews these short interviews that i've seen are people are complaining complaining about class sizes and you, you know there's a few quick remarks i'd like i'd like to uh, make about the subject one is that you know we, we got to sit here and realize a, a lot of what happens class size wise happens in by, by district you know i bring up the example that the the government can't just magically make more teachers to, to fill spots in schools that you know maybe could could Afford to have a few more teachers in order to, to reduce class sizes. Now I'm saying this because obviously no one wants to teach, uh, and, and learning doesn't do best in, in large group settings. And so you know when you're getting up into like the high twenties, early or low thirties, yeah, this is concerning. But you know we need to remember, and I say we because you know in, in less than a year from now I'll be out in the field and I'm, I start student teaching in a little over a month time. So you know I'll I'll be experiencing this firsthand uh, shortly. But we, we need to remember and realize of how how possible are the the goals that we that we are wanting, or not even the goals, but the uh, the what what we are fighting for. Not not that, and I should have stated this at the beginning of the uh, the the show today. I, I do not. I'm totally for what they are protesting. I just don't always agree with maybe how uh, kind of the philosophy behind some of the uh, issues and kind of what their so, some individuals opinions may be. But over, overall, I'm for this and I'm not trying to uh, trash on protesting or anything of that sort. I'm just trying to point out some things that I see that can be maybe detrimental to uh, a, a cause, I guess, a cause like this. So getting back to what I was saying. The, the i think i think the, something that the government can do uh you know to make to make class sizes smaller uh indirectly is you know what they're talking about you know making competitive uh starting salary and you know general salary more competitive throughout the us i haven't seen any statistics on teachers leaving the uh, school districts in Indiana uh, versus other states or kind of how that's working. I mean, we all know that the education system is becoming harder and harder for teachers to stay longer and longer. And a big a big fact of this is maybe the the pay. But uh, I think an even bigger fact is just the students, I guess, in general and maybe the lack of support that uh, teachers, teachers have nowadays. And I'm kind of going to touch on this more and maybe... Five or ten minutes, um, but I'd like to point out a few a uh, few more things about kind of what I've seen, what I've read about the uh, protests. And one of those is, you know, they're they're saying that the government doesn't care, and, and the government needs to do more. and And I think it's, you know, it's always a it's never a good place to uh, settle. And you know, I, I enjoy and I, and I like seeing you know they're not going to settle, uh, but. The thing we have to realize too, and I'm gonna read an article from the uh, the Indy Star, and this was a article uh, published on April twenty third, two thousand nineteen, titled "Lawmakers Sent Indiana's Thirty Four Billion Dollar Budget to Governor." So, quote. The two-year, $34 billion budget passed both chambers late Wednesday, largely along party lines. The compromise deal passed first in the Senate, 41-8, to 8, and later in the House, 67-31, to 31, now goes to Governor Eric Holcomb. Indiana lawmakers neared a two-year spending plan Tuesday that would add hundreds of millions of dollars to education spending, though none for teacher salaries dial back plan increases for the state's troubled Child Service Agency and opened the door for an agreement with a Native American casino. Some of that beside the point. Uh, quoting or uh, quote. Education was the top priority of the budget. With fourteen point eight billion in funding that amounts to a two point five percent increase each of the next two years. Flanked by the heads of various state education groups, but non representing teachers, House Speaker Brian Bosma called the spending plan historic. The final budget deal, which lawmakers expect to vote on Wednesday, adds $539 million to tuition support over the two years, with another $150 million to pay down pension liability, saving school districts as much as $70 million annually. And additionally spending on teacher-appreciated grants, charters, vouchers, and school safety, the final budget deal adds more than $760 million to education spending. Uh, end quote. And so you know there, there's you can get a of, get into the argument of what uh, specifically in the education system th- this huge increase the the biggest increase I believe in education spending uh, in Indiana state history if if I'm correct in in such a short amount of time like this but you can you can argue for uh, for you know this isn't you know as I said this isn't Maybe going directly into teacher pay, but but the bottom line is, and we have to remember is yes, w- we should fight for what we believe in. yes, we should uh, fight for uh, be- bettering the education system and you know every other part of the uh, I guess government quote unquote. but t- to say that maybe the government it doesn't care or maybe doesn't um, care enough, you know, I, I can see the later, I can see the later, you know, the government doesn't care uh, enough, but uh, literally four or five months ago, the, the, the state house approved of, of, of a huge expansion for the education system. And like I said, not that we should settle with where we're at. Uh, and, and I mean this in a way not to settle that, you know, uh, you should never try to slide by in life. But what I'm kind of saying is, you know, there, we, we, there, there needs to be a time. We can't demand everything. And this is about any, and this is about anything, uh, other than education. This could be, you know, uh, the national parks department. Y- you need to take a step back and, and ask yourself how physically responsible, uh, is this? And, and I, and I think, you know, sometimes we can kind of get into, uh, kind of get into our in our heads a little bit of you know we we deserve this we need this not saying that maybe not saying that for this specific incident that that's the correct way to look at this but I think we need to be careful with how we go about uh, re- requesting um re- requesting I guess uh, funding I guess I was going to say aid but funding is the more appropriate word and, and I think you know we kind of need a I think I think you know the seven hundred and fifty million dollar grant or not grant, but you know additional funding. It is a start, and I really didn't see any interviews specifically staying saying or appreciating that 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 additional funding being met. It's just we need more, we need more. Which make the argument yes you do or yes you don't. But the bottom line is you you know you need to you need to be thankful. Maybe maybe I am nitpicking this, but it it just kind of rubs me the wrong way when I see. Uh, an increase in education spending like this and and you're not at least showing appreciation for no matter what even if it's not teacher pay but it's still putting money in it's still doing something with the uh, education department in the uh, state of Indiana and i and i and i you know i talked with uh, my aunt actually one of my aunts last night who's a, a teacher in Wisconsin been teaching for almost 20 years, I think, I think it's like year 18 or 19, but, you know, we talked a little bit, and and I also brought up, I I don't, and I I know I'm not in the uh, education field yet, and, and maybe my opinion will change, but I just, I really, it's a hard time for me to get around this notion of, I deserve more pay because I deserve, I'm not saying that, you know, teachers are paid what they should be, but I think we need to be really careful with I deserve this, you deserve that. You, you know what 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 really do, do we really deserve anything? And don't take this out of hand as oh we don't. Yes, we, we we deserve our our rights. Every human deserves rights. Um but you know, you know to sit here and you know, we demand better pay, we we demand this, we demand that. Uh, it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to get on board behind the philosophy behind that. And I know I'm nitpicking, um, and maybe I'm not making any sense. And I'm kind of just, uh, following the, uh, Fox trail to, uh, a bag of honey when, you know, I really honestly right now could, uh, use some Doritos, but I hope you, uh, see my picture. And for more information on the, uh, red Fred movement, uh, you can really type in in, uh, any Google search and a ton of great stuff will come up. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm only hitting on this as my show is usually only 20 to 30 minutes. We're at about 23 minutes right now. Uh, but I wanted to talk about two more things before we uh, wrap it up for the evening. And these kind of tie these next two, uh, things kind of tie into a, uh, maybe a mini tirade. Maybe it's not going to get, uh, two on the lines of like intellectually political, uh, verbal discourse but I, I saw an article from the uh, michigan gop uh or not an article a, a tweet from the michigan gop and the uh grand valley state uh student senate came out with a statement and uh in quotes last week the grand valley state university student senate democratically voted to remove the pledge of allegiance from their in- internal operating agenda After considering feedback brought to the body, students, and the university, we contemplated the many diverse perspectives of students and stakeholders and, through deliberate dialogue, we worked to find a solution that we believe will meet the needs of all students. As a result, the Grand Valley State University Student Senate has decided to reinstate the Pledge of Allegiance to give students the opportunity to stand or not stand. The Pledge of Allegiance will be included regularly on each student senate agenda." I, this, this kind of just shocks me for, I mean, I guess it doesn't shock me as I, as I know uh, the issues some people see with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, more so probably the uh, national anthem. I I don't agree with uh, a lot of these statements, but Nonetheless, I do I do commend the uh, Grand Valley State University student, uh, what is it, the S- state know student senate, for you know, uh, allowing discourse that seemed to be pretty bipartisan, uh, and and you know come to the conclusion that you know whether whether I or you know you like it or not, uh, giving people the choice to stand or you know to quietly I guess quietly protest. It is what I, I believe you know what what makes makes America great and what makes America you know what it what it is is you know allowing that choice to uh, protest you know in in a uh, positive way this isn't like you know we're going to yell the f-word and you know yell die to america as we uh, protest the Uh, Pledge of Allegiance, not saying that that's what people who are protesting are doing to the Pledge of Allegiance, but I do like this, uh, I guess, kind of compromise that you see as, you know, as an American and as, uh, you know, for civil liberties, and I... I believe I am for civil liberties. I like seeing this instead of you know kind of what's trending nowadays and you know that kind of cancel culture of oh we're not gonna we're not going to do this because it's gonna offend somebody or it's gonna do this or it's gonna do that you know we're not going to give anyone the opportunity we're just not going to have the opportunity be there at all and so I really commend the uh, student senate and at GVSU for. Uh, committing to you know the liberties that you know the United States of America was uh, established on and kind of tying on to that I, I just over the last week I've seen a lot and you know I, I shouldn't go on Twitter as much as what I do but I've just seen a lot of just intolerance and quite frankly I just don't understand how and why, we are so intolerant as a culture nowadays and and it's really shocking to me to be completely honest and I'm not trying to sit on my high horse uh, because I don't believe I'm higher than any. I mean we're all equal and I'm just uh, I do as many stupid things as the next person does. But it's really, it's honestly offensive to me as an educator to see some of the intolerance that college age students, such as myself, or even post college graduates, uh, show. And, you know, and, and it's, without bringing up any specific examples, it's just the, the little things that you see that are just, okay, like, how petty are you? You know, I watched this video tonight of uh, two protesters and counter protesters going back at some college out in california and you know the the comeback that one lady who i assume is probably around my age of 21 the the comeback that she said was f you and f your parents and for the sake of this argument i'm I'm not going to say whether she according to according to the video was uh on the left or the right side because i don't really i don't want to make this a thing of uh, of partisanism. I, I think it shouldn't be this at all, but I feel, and I see nowadays that this is becoming more and more, you know, more and more a political argument of, oh, we're tolerant and you're not tolerant, or you're tolerant and we're not tolerant, blah, 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 which I guess that's latter, for, forget that I said that, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and, you know, I really, if you're going to preach that you're tolerant, Show that you're tolerant. If you're if you're going to say that you accept uh, opinions of all areas, then then show that. And, you know, and and maybe you get where I'm going with this. And I'm not and I'm not trying to make this a like I said a left or a right issue. But it's really concerning to me because if some people to some people nowadays, I don't think they really. Some people don't know what tolerance is. I mean, I like to—I I would like to say that I'm a pretty tolerant person in general. But you know, if we're just going to look up the definition of what tolerance uh, is, is the ability or willingness to tolerate something, in particular, the existence of opinions or behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. So, for example, uh, let's bring up a hot topic. Say I'm a Trump supporter. If I wear my "Make America Great Again" hat, how tolerant are you gonna be uh, when we walk by? Is, is tolerant yelling "F you" and you you know uh, "F Donald Trump" is that tolerant? Let's flip this around. Let's say I am a uh, Elizabeth Warren supporter, and you know I'm at one of her rallies. I guess one of her whatever, I guess whatever she may call her. Maybe she calls them rallies. I actually don't know. Huh. Kind of embarrassing that I'm saying this on the air, but you know, we're going to roll with it. Let's say that, you know, I support her and you know, there's a counter protest and people are yelling, Oh, she needs to go back to, uh, the kitchen. I don't know. Not only is that sexist, but you know, how tolerant is that? Is it, is that really tolerant to, to make the assumption that, you know, she, she belongs in the kitchen and, you know, I mean, this is a, not the, not the exact example that I'm looking for, but I think, you know, it, it proves my point, uh, It proves the point that, you know, tolerance is really getting shut out the door in uh, American politics and for, for the educated class to be, to allow themselves to play a big, as big of a part as I believe that the educated people in America do honestly is sad to me. Honestly, honestly sad to me um and you know I, I can get into more of this in a later in a, in a later podcast and i really don't want to make my podcast about ranting and conservative talking points like this and, but i do believe that this is an issue and you know i don't really think it gets addressed enough to enough as what you know it it should be because you know we we're, we're if you don't have tolerance, you're never going to have a community or a society that works. If you can't have your differences and what separate you, maybe politically or maybe religiously, if you can't be tolerant to one another, there's no hope. There's no hope for a brighter future. There's no hope for change. and I'll tell you what, honestly, there's no hope that after Donald Trump gets out of office that we are gonna have anything less controversial and, and less maybe even talked about, but but less uh, less on the point of a boiling point if we don't have this tolerance. Let's say that you know uh, let's say you know Pete Buttigieg wins. If conservatives are doing what the liberals in America are doing now, the, the, it's just gonna be turmoil, say say a re- Republican wins again, re- if if you get you get the point I, and I'm blabbering at this point I need to stop, um, but I, I truly am worried, and and I say worried not high, uh, likely at all I, I truly am worried for what's to come, because if. If some of the quote unquote uh, smartest people in America are some of the most intolerant, not saying that you know we're the educated should rule the uneducated, nothing like that. Don't don't twist my words. Don't twist what I'm trying to say. Um, but if if those who you know know the most about the liberal arts, know most about you know history, know most about the the vast array of academia. If they're the ones that are not pushing for tolerance, I don't see how we move on as a nation. I honestly do not see how we move on without, honestly, a civil war type scenario that there's that much turmoil involved. If the simplicity of tolerance and, hey, I don't believe what you believe, you don't believe what I believe, but you know what? We at least have to be tolerant to one another and sit down and have a conversation of what needs to happen. you know and I, I don't think you know agreements are not going to be going to be made all the time. But if you don't even allow for a, a peaceful for, for even even the, the thing as you know you get into a shouting match and you're not even talking peacefully, it, it's if you don't let the, the discourse that needs to take place, um, take place by you know speaking and by showing tolerance there's no point we're doomed the we we, we need a uh, Pangaea needs to come back <laughs> you know maybe maybe the UN should take over and we should all be one big happy country I mean which I guess won't even work out but I don't know you all see my point thanks again for uh listening tonight I'm sorry that I blabbled on a lot and please pardon the uh, voice. Oh, and I guess I probably won't talk to you all. Meh. I guess next Wednesday I will have my podcast and I I will do my best to have it done before uh, the Thanksgiving day. But if you do not hear from me again, I hope you all have a blessed uh, Thanksgiving with your friends and family. And if you don't have friends and family, please know that someone out there uh, does does love you. Someone out there uh, does care for you. So uh, have a blessed rest of your uh, night.